Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Normally, I'm on our big flagship station uh, in New York, the number one talk station, WOR. Normally, I'm on 10 to noon, but I didn't do my show today because I have to use up all these days off. So uh, normally, I'm on 10 to noon, so I can't watch The View. So today, at 11 o'clock, I watched The View. Linda, have you ever watched The View? It is frightening. They are... Oh, I stopped watching The View a long time ago when they didn't put a muzzle on Joy Behar. Well, <laughs> yeah. That was it be, for me. She's it, just rabid. I haven't seen it in years, but it is really dopey. I mean, it's the stupidest discussion of ever. No wonder they like Joe Biden. Well, they get their cue cards from the same person. You know, they make them up for Biden, then they pass them over to Behar. Behar shows them to the rest of the crew, and they all sit there and read from their cue cards, not thinking for themselves. Yeah, and when they do, think. it gets more scary because that's when they, they sort of go off card. You're like, oh, geez, here we go. It's amazing to watch. I mean, don't, you can only watch for like a minute and then you just get sick and you you turn it off. And they have said some of the dumbest things. Remember, my, my favorite was when they needed a Surgeon General for the Biden administration and they were looking for a top doctor. And Joy Behar said, what about Dr. Jill Biden? She's one of the best doctors in America. And the panel had a whisper to her. She's an English teacher. She's a, she's not That's a Ph.D. Join yeah. PhD. Well, no, actually, I think it's an E. What is it? An EHD or something? Oh, yeah, you are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She actually is uh, a doctor of education and teaches at a community college. And uh, if you look at how she got that doctorate, even that was a little questionable. You know, you have to write a thesis, and people have looked at that thesis as it's, uh, you know, it's like borderline literate, but it was a college heavily depending on government financing that Joe Biden controlled. And he came with her to the where the panel goes over the thesis and sat with her. A highly unusual move, but that uh, led to her doctor of education degree. So, uh, hey, this Bette Midler thing, it's, uh, I mean, that really said a lot. Bette Midler, after Joe Manchin uh, knocks down the bill, tweets out, this is, he's going to do for us what he did for Virginia. It's just like West Virginia where it's a, uh, uh, everybody's illiterate and uh, uh, she didn't say stoned. What did she say? Strung out. Everybody's illiterate and strung out. That's what they think of America. These Hollywood elitists, this creepy elitist Bette Midler. They they think you're all illiterate and strung out. And uh, well, remember well, when she made fun of Melania because of the way that she had a an accent when she spoke English? And she said, "Oh, yeah. we have a first lady who can't even speak English." I'm like, this woman has two master's degrees and speaks seven languages. Yeah, you're a singer <laughs> yeah. and a sometimes actress. Like, take it easy. Yeah, in defense of Bette Midler, her IQ is probably 95, maybe. Oh, God. Maybe the high 90s. That's about it. But, uh, uh, you know, right. Uh, actually, Larry Kudlow checked. He'll be with us in a second, but I was watching his show. Uh, the literacy, literacy rate in West Virginia is 87%. In California, it's 77%. So California is actually more illiterate than West Virginia. And she's really trying to claim there's uh, more people on drugs in West Virginia than in Hollywood. She's really going to try to make that claim? I don't think it works, but it was real insight into uh, uh, those Hollywood elitists and what they think of uh, real people. They just never see any real people. They live in this little bubble of Hollywood and then come to New York and then they go to Palm Beach and maybe they're in London. They're never, they've never been in a 7-Eleven or uh, any actual real place and met any real people. Uh, do we find Larry Kudlow? I am on the phone with him as we speak. Oh, okay. Uh, he, the great Larry Kudlow, of course, who was a big part of the Trump administration 
And uh, he does a great show every day on the Fox Business Network. This is must-watch television every day from 4 to 5. And if for some reason you can't watch it, just TiVo it, and you can watch it that way. Larry Kudlow, how you doing? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Very good. Doing well. Uh, what, what, what's going to happen to this country? What's going to happen in the midterms? Is it going to be a slaughter, I hope? Save America. Kill the bill. And kill, and kill any new bills that they try to put in. I, you know, I think, look, I think it looks great next year because I think the country just really rejects Biden. They reject him personally and they reject his policies. That's the whole reason this uh, build back broke thing went down. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just Manchin. There's a few other senators, Democrats behind Manchin. That have been keeping a low profile, but they wouldn't vote for it either. And Schumer thinks uh, Schumer thinks he's going to run the same bill for for a real vote, probably sometime in late January or February. And I'm telling you, it'll lose. It's going to lose. And, and the country just doesn't want this transformational woke spending, inflation, you know, free no borders. They just don't want it. And we can trust Manchin to stay strong? Well, I think so. Look, um, I mean, all they do is yell at him. I mean, it's amazing to me. The White House <laughs> practically call him a liar. <laughs> and, you know, this says, Madam Saki, Baghdad Bob uh, throws a temper tantrum at him after he was on the Sunday news show. And uh, he's treated very badly. I mean, look, I had McConnell, Mitch McConnell was on our show tonight, and they are wooing him to cross the line and become a Republican. But I think Cinema is also uh, hanging tough. She doesn't get as much visibility, but she's hanging tough. So can we count on him? Well, we can certainly count on him to vote against this bill, what's called the House version, which is the White House version. Um, future bills... I, I just look. He doesn't want to spend any money. Nobody. Do you want to? I don't want to spend any money. It's all inflationary. And you know, today is the fourth anniversary mark of the Trump tax cuts. Today, oh. we ran some clips on it tonight, and um, you know, he <laughs> they worked. They generated prosperity. Uh, minority unemployment was a fifty-year low. Uh, the middle class got the biggest income and wealth gains much better than the top one percent i mean he really launched prosperity and i think that's what people want they don't want higher taxes they want lower taxes we should make the trump tax cuts permanent you know, you know when biden ran it was all about change the tone and change the tone and change, but but he changed the policy he should have kept the policy and changed the tone um, yeah. his tone just as angry as anybody so uh i think that was his mistake well I, you know i yearn I yearn for the calm, placid days of Donald Trump after <laughs> watching Biden. <laughs> I know there were a few tweets too many, but look, uh, his policies worked. I mean, that's, we spent some time on that tonight, and um, I think people know that. And what was this? Some more, one of these liberal polls came out, and independents have dropped out of sight on, on Biden. It's just, you know, people are sending him a message, and I think you and I talked about it. He's no Clinton. He's not going to change. He's not going to get up there and say the era of big government is over. He's going to stay with this woke stuff, and yeah. it's killing him. And I think it's really unpopular. 
You know, the most frightening thing, if you look at the Trump White House, you had brilliant people there in that cabinet room. You, you had Ben Carson, you had Mnuchin, you had these brilliant minds, top guys at work. You look at this uh, Biden cabinet, they're just mediocre, silly people like Buttigieg and uh, Granholm and uh, uh, even Lloyd Austin. How, how are we going to survive that? Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. Um, you know, we had Mike Pompeo, we had Robert O'Brien. As you say, we had Ben Carson, my friend Steve Mnuchin at Treasury. It was a very strong group and uh, a group that accomplished a lot. And um, I've always thought, I mean, look, you give them a honeymoon for the first month or two, but it just what you've got here is a, a very weak, ideologically left-driven group with very little or no what I would call real-world business experience. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like... Like, Mnuchin was in business. I was in business. Yeah. Uh, Carson, actually, was a brilliant doctor, but he was also in business. Pompeo was in business. And, of course, Trump himself was in business. I mean, Biden's never in any business. So there's no common sense to this gang. They're all ideologically left. And they have a tin political ear, don't they? Yeah, and even simple things. Can you imagine Donald Trump having a supply chain crisis and not knowing what to do? He'd have that fixed in two days. Yeah. He'd knock heads together, which I watched him do many times. <laughs> I mean, the FDA finally approved what they approved today, the Pfizer pills. But Trump would have had that done months ago. In fact, I watched him run roughshod over the FDA when we were op you know, doing Operation Warp Speed. And he knew how to cut through. And uh, Trump would bring business people in and work with them. How do we get this done? How do we get that done? We'll do this. You do that. Biden brings business people in, Mark, and he lectures to them. He lectures to them. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference there. And we had public-private uh, activity. We had it before the pandemic, but certainly during the pandemic. And you, you get reports from these Biden meetings with business people, and apparently he just kind of tells them, you do, you do this, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to have climate change and this and that. And that's just not the way to do it. They don't believe in the private sector. They don't believe in um, free market capitalism. Some of the worst appointees and noms I've ever seen, again, people who go in there, whether it's Federal Trade Commission, Federal Communications Commission, you know, this crazy Moscow State University lady was going to be the banking commissioner. <laughs> they're putting people in who hate the areas they're regulating, right? So yeah. they can't do anything constructive. My new hero is Elon Musk. Why would they go after Elon Musk? If you're worried about climate change, this is the guy that will probably come up with the answer. Yeah. By the way, did you see the latest stuff he said on this interview? Yeah, he said woke is divisive. It's hatred. It's uh, He's absolutely right. I loved it. You know, he's, I know him. We did a little business when I was in the White House. But uh, I think when he speaks, he's really hurting the woke side. I don't know. There's something about him. Maybe it's because of his standing and the fact that he, uh, you know, produces more electric cars than anybody. So he has climate. But he's hurt them a lot. And this lot with with Elizabeth Warren. So she calls him a freeloader, right? And then he's going he's gonna to pay $11 billion in taxes. <laughs> it's probably the largest, I think it is, the largest single tax bill for an individual in our history, and she's calling him a freeloader and a tax cheat. I love that. $11 billion in taxes. 
Yeah, I could see him in uh, you know Donald Trump twenty twenty four, Elon Musk twenty twenty eight. He'd be great. Yeah, you, I'd love to see Elon Musk running the Fed or the Treasury or something. It would just be. He's a very uh, interesting guy, Musk. Real smart, super smart, uh, but he's opposing Biden's policies. He doesn't want subsidies. Uh, he took subsidies a few years ago, but he doesn't want them anymore for his electric cars or the electric gas stations and stuff. He's a fascinating figure. But yeah. I think his attack on woke uh, really gets a lot of play, Mark, you know? Yeah. Well, he's he's become a very important figure. I, we're out of time, but everybody should watch Cudlow. It's a great show. Number one on the Fox Business Network. An excellent show every day, four to five. If for some reason you can't watch it, make sure you set your TiVo. Cudlow every day at four. Larry Cudlow, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Mark. Love, love, love. Merry Christmas. All right. Take care. Uh, yeah, it's a great show every day. Uh, I'm Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean taking a few days off uh, uh, towards the end. of This is that period where all the hosts disappear for a week. Hey, make sure you follow me on uh, Instagram. It's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or any of that stuff. And check out Hannity.com. Lots of great stuff. We'll take some calls in a minute. 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. Hey, we'll take some calls. 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. Let's go to uh, let's go to Mark who's calling from Montana. Mark, how you doing? Mark, you there? Good, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. What do you want to say, Mark? Yes, sir. You there? Yeah. Hey, uh, you had a caller uh, ask about HIPAA and civil rights laws. Yeah. Um, in Montana, House Bill 702, they framed it under civil rights legislation, so vaccine mandate or vaccine status. So I thought I'd just update your listeners. All right, thanks for calling. You know, the real problem is, uh, especially here in New York, you got to show this vaccine card uh, to get into a restaurant. But if you've had the virus, you got a lot of immunity. There's no card for that. That's a major flaw. Uh, the Omicron variant, which is now all over the place in New York, in fact, they say it's 90% of all the cases in New York, uh, it's very mild cases. And the incubation period is much shorter. You know, the incubation used to be five days, seven days. With the Omicron uh, incubation, now pretty much three days. That's very, very fast. Uh, we have time for another? No, well, we'll take some more calls uh, when we come back after the break. But, uh, hey, this woman just died in China, 135 years old. Oldest woman in the world, 135. I mean, think about that. Middle age for her was like 70, 75 years old. That's unbelievable. 135. The candles cost more than the cake at her birthday. That's an amazing thing. She was born in 1886. 1886. So, uh, you know, you watch those old westerns on TV. She was there for them. Of course, she was in China. If you were there in 1886 and today, uh, and not much changed. It looks pretty much the same in a lot of China. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll take some calls after the break. 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. 1-800- 941 Sean. It's Mark Simone from our flagship station in New York, WOR for Sean Hannity, taking a few days off at Christmas time. We'll take some calls next. Don't forget, check out Hannity.com.
Hey, Sean Hannity here for the Knox Company. When the weather gets colder, instances of dangerous carbon monoxide poisoning increase in homes just like yours and mine. A Knox Safety carbon monoxide alarm provides both an audible and a visual warning, protecting those you care most about when the silent killer is present. This holiday season, give the gift of safety, and that's a Knox CO alarm. It lasts 10 years, never needs new batteries. Find Knox CO alarms at Walmart stores. Learn more at Knox.com. There are currently two million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. When news breaks, you get the inside story that no one else has. And the behind-the-scenes chatter that the mainstream media doesn't even know about. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, uh, now this is interesting. The progressives, the squad, all these nutjobs are all now demanding Biden take radical executive action. They don't want to lose this uh, spending agenda. They're demanding that he do something. So uh, this is all great going into the midterms. These lunatics taking over, pushing him around. Uh, so uh, you got uh, AOC and the rest of the squad demanding an assault on the filibuster, an assault on everything. So that's the great thing about uh, woke idiots. When uh, when it doesn't look good, they go even further to the left. They go more radical, more nuts. And uh, you've already seen some people peel away from this. Look at the uh, San Francisco mayor, who's now saying it's ridiculous to defund the police. I got to stop this. We've got to start putting back the police, fighting crime. You got the mayor of Chicago saying that stuff. You never thought I'd hear that. So they're starting to realize they're just walking off a cliff with this woke nonsense. And you look at the numbers, it doesn't lie. People fleeing California, fleeing New York, people moving to Texas, moving to Florida. And uh, now people in Florida, well, they're starting to worry. You get too many New Yorkers down there. It might turn Florida a little blue. No, that's not the case. They know why they fled to get rid of the, get away from the taxes, the crime, all that stuff. So it's, it's, uh, the numbers don't lie. It's pretty obvious what's happening. The whole tide is turning slowly, but it's turning. And uh, Kamala Harris, I'd watch out if I were you. Uh, you know, he's, I, I don't know how you get rid of a vice president, but I think they're already thinking they got to replace her with somebody else. Uh, I don't know exactly how you do it. You come up with something. There's talk of appointing the Supreme Court or something like that. Uh, Joe Biden just gave away his dog. Now that tells you everything. You remember that one dog that kept barking and biting? And they he just gave the dog away. It's gone. The dog's gone. A guy will give away his dog. We'll switch vice presidents. So don't worry about it. He got a new dog. This one, three months old, uh, small enough so that it, uh, it won't attack Joe Biden. Let's take some calls. Let's go to Bobby in Missouri. Bobby, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good, Bobby. What do you want to say? Well, I wanted to echo what Linda has said. She's been spot on on this. Uh, I'm a lifelong GOP voter, and I don't know who I'm voting for in this next election because they have lied and lied and lied and went back on their words so many times, I don't know that I can vote for him again. Well, you're talking about for the presidency? I'm talking about midterms. Oh, midterms. Well, uh, did Linda say that? Are you echoing what she said? Yeah, she's... I said that. 
You did say that? Well, yeah, uh, okay, you can't trust any of these people. But you're going to be better off with Republicans just to make sure Pelosi doesn't have control and just to make sure uh, Schumer doesn't have any. You're better off with Republicans. Wouldn't you agree to that? We're really not. There's not any difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. The, the, the Republicans and the Democrats came after the one guy that we had that was on our side, Trump. There's, I see no difference in between them. And there's a lot of people like me out there. Okay, I but if, if, I, I, simple thing. You want somebody running the committee, you want AOC, you want Adam Schiff running the committee, or you want Jim Jordan running the committee? They're running it now. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling. Uh uh, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. They can I say, can I jump in for a second? Can I give you my two cents? Oh just my a, god! Just a when she harken. gives you her two cents, it's like a dollar fifty. But go ahead. Oh my god! It's really quick. You can thank Biden inflation for that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, when Republicans had control, they didn't do anything with it, and that's the problem with our party. We have a lot of people that get in good positions, and then they don't do a lot with it. You know, part of being in those positions is to actually do something with the power when you have it. And they didn't. Well, that's why you got to have a Newt Gingrich contract with America. Here's the 15 things we'll do. Here's the schedule for when we'll do them. But uh, you're right. Who? Well, who's the leader in Congress? Who? Who's the Newt Gingrich who can do all this? You know, I honestly, I really like Tom Cotton. Yeah. I, I love DeSantis when he was in Congress. I love Jim Banks. I think a lot of the people in our in our congress that have served have a certain level of understanding of the collective good that others don't it doesn't mean that they're not worthy it just means that when you're willing to put your life on the line for your country i think that there's a lot to be said for that you know jim banks has been out there sort of really just putting his you know putting his actions behind his words unlike anybody else that i've seen in a very long time yeah well we'll see it's we got uh we got uh 11 months till uh, the midterm elections it's going to be a fascinating 11 months and just to see what biden tries to do if the democrats try to pivot if they try to scramble back to the center we'll see uh let's go to don in sacramento don how you doing oh pretty good there mark pleasure to talk to you mark uh, i was going to talk about the corn pop thing but uh, i'd like to be a little more serious and talk about the ukraine I'm an old veteran, and uh, all this, and I study history, you know, college and that, but this is what I think Putin should do. This is what I think Putin should do. I don't think Putin cares anything about economic sanctions, either to the Chinese, you know, dictator, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, what I would do, considering the NATO, everything like it is, is that I would just keep building troops up. I just keep pulling troops up, keep pulling troops up, and NATO is going to keep, you know, uh, Jim or Jam or whatever you say like that. And I'd have, uh, China come up at the end, China to move a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit to throw, to throw that right at the last moment and then, uh, tell Ukraine, hey, throw your weapons down, give up or I'm coming in with all these and yeah. everybody's going to die. And then- well, you're probably not wrong, Don. Uh, there's some people who think China will act, you know, take Taiwan. Russia will act, uh, take Crimea, all on the same day. They'll just both do it simultaneously. They'll coordinate it. Uh, if you're our enemy and you look at Biden, obviously he's weak, doesn't know where he is. He's bumping into the walls. You have no vice president. you got this giggling uh, woman who's not even there, just out to lunch and out of the office. And you got the, the worst cabinet ever. you got the dumbest secretary of defense we've ever had, Lloyd Austin. You got the totally useless General Milley. If there was ever a moment to act, obviously this is it. Uh, Linda, why did you say you thought it would be 
you thought it'd be in January? I think there's a lot of movement happening. I don't think that the rest of the world is beholden to America right now. We don't have any leadership. We don't have any clue what we're doing. And the people that do have a clue are not in positions of power to actually do it. You know, when Donald Trump was in office and he said, um, you're going to need to sit down for a little bit because you're starting to get on my nerves. They sat down yeah. when he said, I'm going to make a call. They answered, you know, Biden doesn't even know where the phone is. We're, we're yeah. an embarrassment. But why would you act uh, China, the Olympics, you don't want to screw that up. Or maybe I don't, don't think care. they give a crap about the Olympics. Yeah, that could be. I mean, look I, what they did to that poor girl who spoke out against the guy that was sexually assaulting her. She disappeared for two and a half months. And then suddenly she's given out a statement saying it was all fake and she didn't mean any of it. They don't care yeah. about anything. No, you're right. <laughs> so right, now you're scaring us. But, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. I apologize. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, anyway, let's take some more calls. Let's go to Tony in North Carolina. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing, Mark? Good. Want to say Merry Christmas to you. I uh, never spoke with you, but uh, I was in the military, Iraq and Afghanistan, and God bless our troops. And uh, right. But I don't understand why they call this vaccination, uh, this COVID vaccine a vaccine, because it hasn't been proven. There's too many breakthrough cases. We've, we've, we've got vaccines like measles, smallpox, polio. Yeah. You get a vaccine and you can't get it. So you've well, got all these breakthrough cases. So it, it's just like a flu shot. It ain't called a flu vaccine. All right. I, you got a point, but I like the vaccine. I got uh, three of them. I like the vaccine. You, you can get a breakthrough case. But uh, 90%, 99% of the time you get a much, much milder case. So it, it's worth getting. But it's up to you. I mean, you got to make your own your own decisions. A lot of people just anti, anti-vaccines of all kinds and I understand that, but I, li- I like the vaccine. Linda, you're vaccinated, right? Sorry, what did you say? I said, uh, this is getting tiring, this show. So what time is it? Is it almost over? <laughs> I'm yet? answering the phone, too, you know. Oh, I didn't know I'm you were ans- screening the calls. I'm screening the calls. I'm talking to you. You know, I got America on the hold. You know, what was the question? I apologize. You're actually screening the calls? I am screening the calls and talking to America. How long has it been since you've screened calls? Uh, do you even remember how to do it? It's been, first of all, <laughs> Unless you want that dollar fifty peace of mind, you yeah. got to take it easy. Well, normally Linda doesn't screen calls. This I don't, but it's staff of people. It's been a long time, and I gave everybody off for Christmas, so we got a skeleton crew here. It's me and Ethan. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah. Well, back back to the, we. We'll let you screen. It's and, fun. Uh, yeah. No, it is. You can want to call it one eight hundred nine four one Sean one eight hundred nine four one Sean. Hey, oh, here's some good news, General Flynn. Is going to sue the January 6th commission. It's going to sue Nancy Pelosi. You know, you got to start fighting back and you got to go into courtrooms. We have an attorney general in New York state who's just nuts and fixated this weird, bizarre fixation on Donald Trump. And uh, he is now suing her. This attorney general in New York for years now has been investigating the Trump organization. We had a district attorney in New York, same thing. And you remember they got, they went to every court and finally in the final court, they won and they could get his tax returns. And if you were, if you remember back in January, they showed on the news, here's the tax returns being delivered. You know, Donald Trump's tax returns is like a, for 10 years, it's like 3 million pages. So they showed a, a moving van with forklifts bringing in this tax return. You know, the New York district attorney got it. They brought in forensic accountants to go over these tax forms. That took about three months. And you'll notice at the end of the three months, 
No charges. Nothing. They've investigated every inch of the Trump Corporation. They keep investigating. He hasn't gotten so much as a parking ticket after all this stuff. So the New York Attorney General is con- continuing. You remember one phone? They couldn't find anything. They couldn't find anything criminal anywhere. So then finally they went after uh, one executive in the Trump Organization. He was using a company car. Well, that happens everywhere in every company. But wait a minute, he was using a company apartment. But th- that happens all the time, too. And meanwhile, and this- Hunter Biden is out there with crack and whores. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But hey, that's not a big deal. He's an artist, okay? Yeah, he's a regular Da Vinci. This yeah, we guy. got Picasso over here. Yeah, so they can't find anything on the Trump organization, but they keep going. He's now going to court. He's going to sue her. And I think she loses badly because there's a video montage of her running her first getting in office saying that she was going to tar- she actually said this she was going to target Donald Trump she was going to find something on Donald Trump she was going to keep looking that's going to look very bad in front of any jury even in New York so and and in the middle of all that Hunter Biden you know, who knows Hunter Biden may have made 100 million already on this fake art scheme uh, which is an old scheme by the way it goes back to the 1950s uh, years ago in radio they had what was called payola you Slip the disc junkie 10,000 bucks and he'd play your record. Well, then they made it illegal. I think it was 1958. They made that totally illegal. What happened was a lot of radio guys opened art galleries and uh, they couldn't take the money, but they'd say, you know, I have an art gallery here. Why don't you go buy a painting? And you'd buy a junk painting for $10,000. Now, I know that from reading the history of rock and roll. I'm sure that's where Hunter got it. It's a scheme. Uh, Nobody's investigating and when they tell you, well, don't worry, we'll keep the buyer's secret. That makes it even more dangerous. That makes it even more of a scheme. Anyway, we'll take some calls in a minute. one 800 941 Sean is the number. one 800 941 Sean. Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Welcome back. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Oh, I, I gotta correct myself. I and mean, I keep forgetting this. I always I said Elon Musk, great president, presidential candidate. He was born in South Africa. He can't run for president. Wasn't born in the in the country. I hate the one problem. So, uh, but uh, he's still great. He, you follow him on uh, Twitter. He's great there. And Elizabeth Warren. I don't know how she got away with this. That's stupid. Uh, he doesn't pay any taxes. He only paid sixty thousand dollars into. He paid eleven billion last year in taxes. That's a heck of a mistake to make. Anyway, let's take some calls. Let's go to Terry Ann in Tennessee. Terry Ann, how you doing? Hi. Hi, Terry. And what do you want to say? I just wanted to say I agree that we need to get as many Republicans in there as we can, but we need to be careful and actually vet these people because they get in there and they're not really Republicans. And I, the Democrats infiltrate everything, so I'm wondering if they're not sending, quote-unquote, Republican people that aren't really Republicans. I think we need to do a better job of vetting the people we're voting for. All right, that's a good point. You know, the other problem you have is you got to. It used to be you had a lot of people who wanted to run for Senate, run for office, and the uh, the vicious, rotten media just scared everybody away. You know, a lot of CEOs through the years thought about running from uh, Lee Iacocca to Jack Welch to. Well, when they see what happened to Donald Trump, who's going to run? You know, Doctor Oz is running, and everybody keeps warning him. Uh, but he's a brave guy. He's going to do it. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but. Who knows what will happen to Dr. Oz's fine reputation when the uh, Democrat media complex 
gets done with him, it could get ugly. I hate to, I hate to see that happen. He's a great guy. Uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, Sean will be back, uh, in, in a few days. We've got a lot of great shows here. Linda, who's here tomorrow? Tomorrow we have the best of Sean Hannity. Wow. They were going to do the best of Mark Simone, but they couldn't find any. So that that's not true. <laughs> You're like the number one show. Get out of here. Oh, uh, well, that's true. If you want to listen to me, otherwise I'm on uh, WOR 710 in New York. But actually, not for the next week and a half. I'm on vacation. You are. You're taking your time off. Yeah. You're going to go follow la la la. Who? Fa la 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 you know, Christmas oh, and all that. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I'll, that's what I'll be doing. You're a fa la 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 Yeah. Well, speaking of follow, uh, follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram <laughs> and uh, all of that stuff. Check out Hannity.com. Of course, watch Hannity every night, 9 o'clock on the Fox News Channel.